Welcome to the DNA Talks podcast, where we take on the mission of unlocking the code of your genetics. This season is all about you, upgrading your health, not just on the surface, but down to the root cause. Join us as your clinicians at the DNA company investigate your DNA and beyond. The intention of this podcast is to enhance your lifestyle by changing what is in your control. This does not substitute the medical advice given by your personal doctor, therapist, and other healthcare professionals. All right, folks, welcome to today's podcast. My name is Justin. I'd like to give you a little introduction about myself. I am among the internal clinician team at the DNA company. So I'm a functional genomics practitioner. My job is to interpret and analyze DNA in order to help you to achieve your health goals, right? Because there's all kinds of things that your DNA can tell me about you. And I can use that to help create a healthcare plan, an offensive plan to kind of counteract any of the things that may be plaguing you or to just optimize you and your health, your performance, et cetera, et cetera. So a little bit about me is prior to doing functional genomics, I was what's called a primal health coach, right? So my whole health coaching template was based on evolutionary biology and kind of mimicking the lifestyle behaviors of our hunter-gatherer ancestors. And it's kind of interesting because that was my introduction to the human genome. Right. That's kind of when the human genome was forged was in hunter gatherer times. So there's a lot of little lifestyle behaviors, right? Getting sunshine and lifting heavy things, sprinting once in a while, eating plants and animals, uh, avoiding poisonous things. Right. That's all kind of dialed into our homo sapien DNA. So I was able to use that as a way of kind of helping align people with what our species is supposed to do and how we're supposed to live. Now, through functional genomics, I'm able to take that and kind of plug it through a filter to where I know everything about like how your body synthesizes vitamin D, for example, or I know everything about your detox pathways, your hormone pathways, et cetera, et cetera. It really helps a lot for me to kind of find where you belong on the dietary spectrum, where we need to place interventions as far as do not detox at the level of the mitochondria well. If not, that's where we need to place our focus. Maybe you detox well at the level of the liver, but not at the level of the gut. Well, now we know kind of where to steer from there. So functional genomics has been a great way for me to kind of personalize what my approach already was, right, and really optimize your genome to help you out. The main reason why I got into this is because I actually have a stepdaughter who has a very rare medical condition. So I was intrigued by genetics and kind of how to figure out ways to kind of help her out, improve her mobility and different things as well. So that's been a big part of my health journey. And I've learned so much as I've been working with the DNA company. I've really just learned any number of things that have been very helpful, micronutrients, macronutrients, right? And really helped to kind of personalize healthcare in that way. So that's a little bit about me and, and my journey here. I'm very honored to be doing this podcast because I think this is the future. I really do. I think that functional genomics is going to be a big, big deal moving forward because why not take healthcare and make it about you, not about your neighbor? That's what this is going to allow us to do. So I'm very excited to be talking about this today and uh, stay tuned because this season is going to be pretty incredible. Today, the topic is going to be biohacks, right? We're going to be talking about biohacking and really biohacking, in my opinion, is it's a great thing to do because it puts the power in your hands, Right. Whereas like the the healthcare system or as Kashif would call it, the sick care system, it's it's very much not personalized. Right. And it doesn't really attack the root cause. And that's what we're trying to aim for. We've all got this uphill battle that we're trying to deal with because 
you know, modern living has caused a lot of good things, but there's also some not so good things that have come along with it, living in cities and being detached from nature, et cetera, et cetera. So biohacking comes in with kind of helping us navigate that uphill battle. And there's a lot of little tactics that I personally use to kind of help me with that as well and get me through my day. So I'm going to be sharing a number of those things. There's a lot of biohacks that I do in the morning. There's ones that I do midday as kind of a pick me up. And then, of course, you have to have some evening rituals as well. So I'd like to go into a few of those. So first thing in the morning, I mean, when I get up, it's all about hydration. It's about hygiene, right? I have a few different little protocols that I do there. I'm a really big fan of having a big, big glass of water with minerals first thing when you get up. Because what happens is when you're laying down prone for, I mean, ideally eight hours, I understand we don't all sleep for eight hours, but when we're laying down for that long and then we go to stand up first thing in the morning, our body has to work really hard to get blood pressure to our brain so that we don't go unconscious effectively. So there's a fair amount of adrenal taxation that happens first thing in the morning when we stand up, right, in order to help kind of get the blood pressure up. So our adrenals get taxed first thing, and that way later on in the day, we don't have our adrenal function, so we're really low on energy, lethargic, et cetera, et cetera. So really, I do that hydration tactic with a good quality sea salt first thing in the morning because the sodium in there will actually go in and help nourish your adrenal glands to help kind of prolong your adrenal function for the rest of the day. This is also something that we do because our body is very electrical in nature. Right. That's why we need electrolytes, because they're conductors of electricity along with water. So many, many processes in the body use electricity to function. Right. Your neurons, your hormones, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of my hacks in the morning are really about kind of charging up the electrical mechanisms. And it starts with that hydration. The second thing that I do is I'll usually take my shoes and socks off and I'll go outside. Right. And I'll just go ahead and put my feet on the ground. And I like to do some breath work and things like that in there, because the thing about grounding, and I think that it's an underutilized tactic here, is that basically we have all this electricity in our body. Right. And we're really designed to be on the ground. Right. Up until very recently in human history, we were always touching the ground. We were always touching the trees. Right. We were very immersed in that. So now, right, we're living in apartment buildings and different things to where we've actually altered our electricity. So it works like this. In the cells of the body, you're supposed to have a negative charge inside the cell and a positive charge outside the cell. What happens is when we don't touch the ground, it actually starts to change the the nature of the cell to where on the inside of the cell, it becomes positively charged. Right, because we're not touching the ground. We have Wi Fi, we have dirty electricity, et cetera, et cetera. And over time, it changes it. So you end up with a negative charge not in the inside of the cell. And so we have this tremendously pro inflammatory environment. And that can lend itself to any number of health issues, right? I mean, if we're inflamed, that can tax your heart, that can tax your skin, any number of things, right? I'm of the opinion that inflammation is a really, really big problem. So what I do is, I mean, very first thing in the morning, I go, I touch the ground and it drops off all those positive ions and it allows you to basically uh, recharge your cells in a negative ion way. So that helps kind of deal with the inflammation. While I'm out there, I like to take the opportunity to do some breath work. I 
really think breath work is a game changer. There's a reason why religions have been doing it for thousands and thousands of years, right? It's a kind of a doorway into the consciousness and a doorway into the physiology as well. So charging your body with breath, right? Be it breath of fire, Wim Hof breathing, alkaline breathing, alternate nostril breathing. There's so many different ways that you can do breath work. And in the morning specifically, I like to do the ones that charge it up right? So like breath of fire stuff that really gets you going, you might as well double up. I'm a big fan of habit stacking. So while we're grounding, right, I go out there and I hit my my breath work. I'm usually sipping down my coffee, which has any number of uh, healthy ingredients in there, right? Ceylon, cinnamon, uh, sea salt, collagen, on and on. So I'm kind of targeting a bunch of different mechanisms there. And these are all pretty simple things that you can do. As I do that, I start to feel better, right? I start to drop off any maybe negative narratives that I have in my head first thing in the morning. And then as I start to feel better, now my day starts to open up and you make everything possible from there, right? The way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if you have a high quality morning and we win the morning, you're now set up to go ahead and win the rest of the day, right? Wins lead to more wins. So always remember that the way you start the day is going to matter a ton here. From there, I am a big fan of going right into a bit of a cold exposure practice, right? And if you don't have a cold tub, you could do a cold shower, right? There's no reason why you can't just just get cold in that way. Cold is very interesting because the human body is meant to get hot and it's meant to get cold because the earth is hot and the earth is cold, right? And we kind of invented this thing called room temperature, Right? It, it doesn't actually exist in nature. It's something we made up because we really like it to be 67. And the second it's not 67, we don't like that. Right. That's up until very recently in human history. That is not what we experienced. So there's all these mechanisms inside the body that are meant to deal with the stress of hot and the stress of cold. It's what's called a hormetic stressor, right? Like a positive stressor. So just a small amount of immersion in some cold water at that point really helps to kind of charge the body up. It helps with fat burning hormones. It helps with uh, neurochemicals, right? Um, So it even has a little bit of a nootropic effect. It's hugely useful for counteracting inflammation as well, right? Like I just mentioned with the grounding. The thing about inflammation to remember too is inflammation is meant to deal with a very temporary insult. Right. So like, let's say you get stung by a bee. It's going to swell up with water because your body does that to quarantine the area. Right. To make it so that the poison doesn't kind of leak out. So it's meant to deal with a very temporary kind of acute insult. What's happened today via our modern diet and all the toxins we take in, et cetera, et cetera, stress and Wi-Fi and what have you. We've created a systemic inflammation, right, like a whole body inflammation. So. Really, if you were to immerse your whole body in cold water regularly, it's going to have a systemic counteracting of that inflammation, right? So as a general practice for something that takes, you know, two, three minutes, it's going to have a pretty profound effect because think about if you get injured, right? They say put a little bit of ice on there. It's debatable whether you should do that or not, but it does work to take away the inflammation. So Imagine the actual immersion of your whole body in it as a normal practice, right? That's going to have a huge effect there. It also strengthens your veins and capillaries. It's got a lot of psychological benefits, right? Because it's kind of a test that you have to pass on a daily basis. So I'm a really big fan of cold and I choose to do it in my morning routine because 
I find it has an upregulation effect of the nervous system. So I choose not to do it late at night just because it tends to wake me up, right? So I usually do it a little bit more in the morning. So that's about it. I mean, I also mess around with some vibration, right? I've got a vibration plate. I really try to get circulation and things like that going in the morning. So I'll utilize that. Um, the only other thing that I really incorporate there would be red light therapy. Um, there's a lot of people that kind of uh, poo-poo on red light therapy, but I think that that's because brand by brand, there's a really big difference there, right? So if you just go on Amazon and someone put a red Christmas bulb, right, into a lamp and it's like red light therapy, it's not the same thing. You need to make sure that you're actually getting the proper wavelengths. And it was actually discovered by NASA. There's all these different photoreceptors that exist in each and every mitochondria within the body, and they all react to the light stimulus that you provide. And infrared and near-infrared and far-infrared light, they penetrate the body at different kind of depths. So one tool, a red light therapy device, has the capacity to improve circulation, decrease inflammation, uh, help with collagen and elastin. It helps with wound healing. Um, there's so many friggin' benefits to it. Hormone production, nitric oxide, on and on it goes. So even just 10, maybe 15 minutes in the morning can really help to charge up your body as well. I use red light therapy pre-workout, post-workout. You know, you can use it any time of day. I just like it in the morning because it kind of gets my cells charged and, and get them going. So those are the tactics. Beyond that, Everything I'm doing in the morning is about charging up and upregulate. So what I do as well is I like to mess with some nootropics, right? There's a little bit of different products that I use and, and go towards. Usually things like ketones are a great option. I use one that is an R13-butanediol ketone ester, and it's way, way more powerful than a ketone salt. Your brain loves ketones, right? It absolutely loves to, to operate on ketones. It gives you a very long-lasting source of energy as well. I'll use one from a company called HVMN, and that's an acronym for Health Via Modern Nutrition. And they make, in my opinion, the best ketone on the market. There's another one called Ketone Aid, which is great. There's a few companies that make them. But the point is, ketones really, really fuel your brain. They also fuel your mitochondria. They fuel your muscles. There's really a lot of things that your body will use them for. So I'll usually take a shot of those in the morning as well. Put me in fat burning mode. It benefits my fast, right? Assuming I'm doing a fast that day. So I'll usually take some ketones. As an alternative, I might use some nootropics. And a couple of different ones that I've used have worked very, very well and reliably for me. The first one is called uh, Alpha Brain. From a company called on it a lot of you know acetylcholine precursors and different things in there that are very very useful for the brain and i find anecdotally anyways i have a, a better time remembering people's names remembering words uh you know it's i'm a little bit more fluent in things when i take nootropics versus when i'm not so alpha brain is a great one the second one that i really rely on is called qualia mind and that is from a company called neurohacker collective that one is very intense. Like you do not take it too late in the day because I mean, you will want to clean your entire apartment. So uh, be aware of that. And you can actually combine them with things like ketones if you're like me and you really, really want to charge up. Um, but those would be the two that I rely on. So Alpha Brain from Onnit and um, Quality of Mind from Neurohacker Collective. I take those 
few times a week. And it seems to really help me just tackle my work day. So those would be kind of the nutraceutical components there. I usually practice intermittent fasting as well, which is a really, really good hack because it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't even cost you any time. You just kind of push back your meals and it will amplify your cognitive abilities. It will also improve your metabolism. You know, we know all these different uh, benefits of fasting. And the way I describe fasting is that food is information and you need to give your body a break from yesterday's information before you go piling today's on. So fasting is a really good hack. You could do a 12 and 12. You could do a 16 and 8. You could do the OMAD thing, right? Like one meal a day or just, you know, once a week, go ahead and hit a 24 hour, right? There's a few different ways that you can do it. But I strongly encourage you to have some kind of a fasting element in what you're doing because it will help you with body composition, performance in any number of ways. So that's my morning. I'm usually fasting. I have a couple of different kind of hacks, hydration, et cetera, that I do. I try to get grounded right right away. Uh, and then I also will take some nutraceuticals, do some red light therapy, some breath, some cold, all these different things that I use to charge up my mitochondria. Okay, so there's a number of little hacks that I use as well, just for like uh, aesthetic purposes, right? Just different kind of hygiene tactics and things that I use as well. This will be kind of throughout the day, right? So this can be something that I do in the morning. It can be something that I do in the afternoon, the evening. Um, I like to take care of my skin, for example, right? And that is something that I really think is undervalued because your skin is your largest organ, right? Your skin is also a detox organ, right? So taking care of it is as important as taking care of your gut, your mitochondria, anything else. It's a part of your health. Right. So especially when you're a guy, you know, there's a bit of a stigma out there that you don't want to be using uh, clay masks with cucumbers and everything else. Let's go ahead and get rid of that stigma because it's all health related. Right. It's, it's you investing in yourself and making the best version of yourself. So there's no reason why not. So full disclosure. Yes, I do clay masks uh, regularly. <laughs> and it's uh, something that I like to do because it keeps me fresh and just makes me feel better. Right. So it lets me bring a better version of myself to this table of life. So one thing that I do is uh, there's a company called Alitura Naturals and they make this clay mask and it's got all these great ingredients like grass fed colostrum and sea kelp. And it has all these different types of clay in there. And it's it's very detoxifying, you know, so it really helps to kind of clear away toxins from your, your face. And what I do personally is I use like a derma roller. So there's this one derma roller that they make that has like 600 different needles on it and it actually penetrates the elastin, right? And it penetrates kind of the different surface layers of your skin. So I will go ahead and derma roll my whole face and my hair and everything before I put the clay mask on because it creates these little like micro channels and it actually really helps to boost up collagen production uh, in your skin, right? So it's got a direct anti-aging effect. So what I do is I mix up the clay mask and I'll use a few different things like essential oils and aloe vera uh, juice and everything else. And I'll mix it into this big mask. I derma roll my face and I put the clay mask on. Then I go ahead and I actually bake it in there with red light therapy, right? To improve the circulation and everything that much more. So that's my, that's my girly tactic that I use, but I'm telling you, it's got an incredible effect on the skin. So I highly recommend that guys, girls, whoever it is out there, take care of your skin and clay masks are a great way to do that. So I do that. And I also do a whole oral health uh, regimen as well. 
So I use this big copper scraper first, right? And I scrape my tongue to get the kind of surface bacteria off of there. And then I do uh, coconut oil pulling. And that is something that I've done for a long time. I swear by it. It really helps keep your gums healthy. It's actually part of Ayurvedic medicine, right? So it's kind of an ancient tactic. Coconut oil is great because it has these natural anti-inflammatory, antiviral, antibacterial properties but it doesn't wipe out your bacteria across the board, right? Like if you were to buy just a normal mouthwash and in big, big letters, it says kills 99% of bacteria. Well, anything that says kills in really big letters on there, you may not want to have as part of your hygiene routine because uh, it absolutely is telling the truth. It will wipe out your bacteria across the board and your mouth is a microbiome. Right. And I can't stress that enough. I, I'm of the opinion that your mouth and your mouth health, right, your oral health is the first stage of your digestion. So make sure that you take care of your mouth. So what I do is after I use that copper uh, tongue scraper, I go ahead and I take a little spoonful of coconut oil and I add in any number of essential oils that all kind of have those um, antiviral or antibacterial properties. Right. So like peppermint and oregano and rosemary, clove. Um, th there's so many different ones. And uh, I'll just add that in and I swash it around in my mouth for about 20 minutes or so. Don't swallow it. Right. Because at this point, it's totally filled with bacteria, nor should you go ahead and spit it into your sink. Right. Because it's fat and it will uh, clog up your plumbing. So just spit it on your neighbor's lawn. They'll never know. I'm totally kidding. Um, so that is a great way of kind of cleaning out your mouth. Make sure that you rinse it after as well. And it actually reduces the need to floss as much as well, right? Because it really gets in between the teeth. So I do the clay mask. I do the coconut oil pulling. That's a great way to kind of take care of yourself and your skin. From there, right, I'll usually go ahead and dive into some workload for the day, some clients, you know, some podcast prep, whatever it is. Then I'm a big fan of taking a nap. I am not a napper, by the way. It's very difficult for me to shut down my monkey mind. So what I use is a device called BrainTap. And the thing I love about BrainTap is it doesn't ask your permission, right? Like it's really difficult for some people to meditate, myself being among them, because we just can't shut the narrative down. I can't like sit there and actually focus. It's very difficult for me. So BrainTap is great because it kind of hijacks your senses, right? Like it's, it's, you know, audio, it uses, uh, you know, binaural beats as well as photobiomodulation. So that's all you can see. That's all you can hear. And then they have a track playing in the background that kind of causes a state of meditation to achieve any number of these brain waves. So I'll shut it down and I'll do a, a brain tap midday. And it's just kind of a way for me to kind of recharge from my morning workout, you know, all the things that make me a little bit fatigued midday. And then to double up on that, I personally do it on a PEMF mat, pulsed electromagnetic uh, frequency therapy mat. I use one called Higher Dose, and it's pretty cool. So it's a mat that has PEMF right in it, and it's also got negative ions built right into the mat. And then it's got uh, infrared in there as well. So it heats up via infrared. And this is just a way for me to kind of hack my time, right? I might as well get all the benefits at once. So I do a brain tap about midday and I do it on my PEMF mat. It's a, a way for me to just recharge my nervous system before I get into that kind of latter half of the day. So that's my nap, quote unquote. I don't exactly fall asleep, but it kind of hovers you 
in a very restorative state to where you might as well um, have had a nap because meditating gives you a lot of the benefits of sleep. It can actually mimic a sleep cycle as far as the nervous system recuperation is concerned. So a midday nap, if you can't fall asleep, use something like brain tap. There's another one called Nucom, which is really awesome. They just don't have the photobiomodulation component, but they do use a special little GABA disc to kind of shut down the adrenal cortex. And then they also play binaural beats with a nonlinear oscillating algorithm is what it's called. Because normal binaural beats that you would just find on iTunes, they may work once or twice, but the brain is so incredible that it's actually trying to figure out patterns. And once it's figured out the pattern of a binaural beat, it doesn't really work anymore. Right. So things like Newcom, things like Brain Tap, they have binaural beats that are always changing in different ways to where your brain can't really figure it out. So that makes it consistently useful. Right. It works every time that you use it. So those are two uh, great resources there. If you're not a napper, I also suggest elevating your feet if you can. Right. It really helps just restore things and lymphatic drainage, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of my afternoon. After I tackle my the rest of my workload for the day, right, being clients and what have you, at that point, I start to transition into the evening, right? So that's where things like light hacking start to come into play, using things like our, uh, our Vivo lenses, right, trying to kind of keep the blue light out. So that will happen kind of in the, the latter half of the day. And then I'm a big fan of infrared sauna use. I usually do my heat exposure later on in the day. You'll notice there is a clear light sauna right behind me there. And um, just getting the detox before bed is amazing. I always do that. And I find that when I really cook my body with that heat, it actually helps my body to cool down afterwards, paradoxically, right? So while you're sleeping, I mean, your body is supposed to um, lower its temperature from one to three degrees, right? So you would think that spiking your temperature prior to bed would be a bad call. But understand here that when we get hot, it triggers the mechanisms that our body naturally has to make you cold, right? Your body wants to cool you down. So it can actually help an hour or so after your sauna use to get you into that kind of cold state to help you sleep. So there's a paradox there, but I actually heat myself up before bed and it actually helps you to cool down later. What I do while I'm in my sauna is I do dry skin brushing. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Try Pectisol Modified Citrus Pectin today and see for yourself how it can help you manage healthy inflammation levels to support your detox and weight loss goals. Listeners get 20% off with code UNPILL20 at ecoeugenics.link forward slash unpill. That's E-C-O-N-U-G e-n-i-c-s dot link forward slash unpilled so um, there's a specific tactic to it right but it helps with the lymphatic drainage so it helps with kind of the first phase of detoxification and then as i start to sweat obviously that would be the second phase of detoxification so i dry skin brush while i'm in there and that helps to kind of release the toxins out of the tissue then as I start to sweat, it actually fully gets the toxins out of my body. 
And that's a great opportunity as well to do some kind of parasympathetic breath. So while I'm in there, I'll usually do some box breath, right? Or some like four, seven, eight breathing for a while, something to downregulate the nervous system a bit. So heat is always something that I use uh, prior to bed. And then to shut down my adrenal cortex that much more, once I get out of the sauna, I get clean, I'll actually lay on this uh, sleep induction mat and it's kind of cool. So it's a mat that's covered in all these spikes, right? And you lay down on it and your nervous system freaks out for a second, right? It goes, oh my God, like we're, you know, it triggers fight or flight for a second. But after a few minutes of laying on it, your body will actually relax down into the spikes. So it actually fires up the nervous system and then it calms you down after that. So if you're one of these people that has difficulty shutting it down, you know, for nighttime, you may want to consider using that. It's a sleep induction mat. And, um, you know, you can use it pretty consistently and reliably to fire up the fight or flight system and then relax the nervous system thereafter. So I'll use that as a way to just kind of calm myself down a little bit prior to bed. I may use some reishi mushroom tea, um, things like that, stuff to calm me down, right? CBD, et cetera, et cetera. So I use all of these different things to really throw as much as I possibly can at the nervous system. Then I'll usually listen to fiction prior to bed. Now, this is something that a lot of my clients talk to me about because if we're these types of people, these type A personalities that can't shut it down prior to going to bed, a lot of people just listen to content, right? Right up until they go to bed. And the problem is if you're listening to something with the intent of learning, you're actually keeping your brain elevated in kind of an alpha state. Really, if you listen to fiction, it will actually help to kind of shut down your uh, your problem-solving mechanisms, right? If you're trying to solve a problem in your mind, it's going to be much more difficult for you to actually shut it down. So I listen to fiction prior to bed because it allows me to not have any responsibility at all, right? I can just kind of allow the story to unfold. And once it's unfolded, um, there's no consequences either, right? It's not my life they're talking about. It's a story that's being told to me. So listening to fiction, like while I'm on my sleep induction mat kind of helps to downregulate my brain and make me a little bit more calm prior to bed. Okay. So I'm going to go into a couple of other little tactics that I use as well, just to kind of keep my body vital and functioning properly throughout the day. So one thing that I've been using for a couple of years now, and it has been absolutely worth its weight in gold to me is an inversion table. You've probably seen them, right? It's the, you hook your feet in and it tips you all the way upside down or kind of wherever you want to go. And it really decompresses your spine. So there's two things that I do to kind of decompress my joints. The first one is an inversion table. And I use that to kind of decompress my spine from the bottom up, right? Because you're using it from your feet. The other thing I do is just hanging from a bar, right? I just have like an actual pull-up bar and I'll hang. and I'll really let that kind of pop my shoulders out and things. So that decompresses from the top down. So if you find that you have any kind of compression issues, I really recommend it because it's just letting gravity do its work, right? So it's a biohack that really helps to kind of keep things, uh, you know, decompressed. The other useful thing that the inversion table does is it actually gives some uh, blood flow to your brain, right? So I actually do this. It almost has a slight uh, nootropic effect as well, right? Tipping yourself upside down and doing that. And then this is another funny little tactic that I use it for, but I actually use it to prevent baldness, right? I'm, I'm vain. Like I mentioned, I, I do clay masks and things. So 
One thing I also do to help make sure that I have healthy hair follicles is while I'm upside down, right, that really encourages blood flow and things to the hair follicles. And I'll actually do a scalp massage while I'm upside down as well. So it's an added little thing that you can do with uh, with the inversion table. So I usually do a couple minutes a day hanging right from the bar, and that really helps with the shoulder health. Then I'll go ahead and I'll use the inversion table to kind of help decompress the rest of my spine as well. So I'll use that a couple times a day. And I especially recommend it if you have a job where you have to sit a lot, right? That kind of hunched over position. Tight hip flexors is actually a whole health problem in and of itself, right? Because that's what connects your upper to your lower body. So that's, you know, there's a lot of hormonal communication and things that have to happen between the upper and lower body. And when our hip flexors tighten up, it really interrupts that, right? So anything that you can do to kind of elongate and open things up is very much in your interest, even from a health perspective. So I use that. The second one that I use probably a couple times a day is a foam roller, right? And I have one of these ones, it's like a torture device. It has like all these little kind of uh, nubs on it and things. And it really helps to kind of break apart your fascial tissue, right, on the outside of the muscles. So it goes like this, right? As you kind of go about your day, right, and we're lifting things and we're bending down and we're squatting and sitting and and everything else, um, there's all these little things in your muscles called myofibrils, right? They're like these little kind of fibers that run alongside the muscle. And they tend to get really, like, knotted up as you go about your day. And that can really interfere with blood flow into the muscles. So when you go on a foam roller, right, and you kind of just like knead out your muscles on it, it actually helps to realign those myofibrils. So it really encourages the blood flow back into the muscles. And uh, it can help a lot with stiffness and aches and different things as well. So I usually do that for probably 10 to 15 minutes at a time, right? And I I have a whole body routine as well that I do with that, Uh, the hip flexors, the glutes, et cetera, et cetera. So I definitely am a big fan of foam rolling. So I do that. I do the inversion table. I do the shaky plate like I already mentioned. And then I do a little bit of just bioenergetic stretching. Right. I'm a big fan of just having like a morning stretching routine and an evening stretching routine because that's what keeps us connected. Right. Having a, something to kind of um, allow for blood flow and then circulation and uh, parasympathetic activity, et cetera, et cetera. It's all dynamic and it's useful because tightening up of our muscles can actually interfere with our personalities and all kinds of different things as well. So any amount of body work that you can do is very valuable there try to remember here, like these are all just little things that you can use right throughout the day. They don't take long. Like I mentioned, we have this uphill battle that we need to to fight. And I'll get serious for a second here, because if any of you are suffering from real health conditions, I know that it can be very frustrating, right? I've dealt with them myself. I understand. And one thing that kind of keeps me going that I'd like to remind all of you is that 100% of the things that have tried to take you out so far have failed to do so. That's very powerful. You know, I would be willing to bet for most of you, that's a lot of things. So don't forget how badass you are. Don't forget how powerful you are. And don't ever speak negatively about your body, about your mind, about your health, because we are meant to be positive beings, right? So day in, day out, we just need these little tactics to kind of help us, give us that little bit of fuel and move forward. No matter what the situation is that presents itself to you today, moving forward with positive thought and positive action is always what you're going to need to do. 
play some offense, right? Stack some wins. If all you do is win, no one can make you feel like a loser. That's something that I always say. So these all represent little wins, right? I get up and I treat my body well because it is a temple. That's what they say, right? The body is a temple. So if I get up every day and I treat my body as such, I can only respect myself from there, right? So everything that's tried to take you out has failed. You are here. Be grateful for that and uh, move forward with positive thought and positive action daily. That's always going to be your best bet. All right. So I would like to thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, It really helps us a lot with the algorithm and to get more and more eyes on us so that we can continue to deliver more and more quality content your way. If you like, you can also go ahead and follow myself on Instagram at Justin Harris Official. And uh, I'm always posting all kinds of useful content, just uh, practical daily biohacks and then mindset tactics and things as well. A little bit of encouragement will always be coming your way as well if you follow me. So I would appreciate it. And don't forget to follow the DNA Talks podcast. This season, we got a lot of good things lined up for you. And uh, we're going to continue to grow and evolve and make it better and better. So more guests, more topics, more clinicians. Uh, I'm very excited to be a part of this. So thank you all so much for joining me today.